eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, plenty to talk about. Uh, on this uh, episode, a lot to get to. Let's begin with where the Knicks stand right now. So they come into this week tied for the fifth seed with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Knicks erased a big lead on Friday to secure a comeback win over the Wizards in Washington, then returned home on Saturday and just obliterated the New Orleans Pelicans. One of the more dominant performances we've seen from the Knicks all season. Uh, Knicks standout performances from Julius Randle. He had 46 points in the win on Friday, another big game on Saturday. RJ Barrett. Had a pretty nice breakout game on Saturday against the Pelicans. He had 25 points in that blowout win. So two big wins. Knicks moved to fifth in the standings, tied with the Brooklyn Nets. They're now uh, two and a half games up on the Miami Heat, who sit in that seventh spot, that dreaded first playing spot the Knicks are trying to avoid. Uh, the Heat have lost four straight. And now Cleveland, only two games back from the fourth spot. So a lot of good happening for the Knicks in terms of where the standings sit right now. Uh, just, just talking about these wins. How impressive were these wins to you? Both very different, but very important for the Knicks. Yeah, incredibly impressive. I think, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the Wizards game was a little bit more of a show that we can come back from a big deficit, show some heart, show some fight. Um, And then Saturday's game was just a start to finish, you know, put a foot on a throat and dominate an opponent. I mean, they completely outclassed. Uh, the Pelicans and, you know, and, and after the game, you know, uh, it's similar to the way that the, the similar to the comments the Hawks made right before the old yeah. break it eventually led to the firing of the coach was they out muscled us. They were, we weren't ready for the physicality, you know, just basically things that, you know, just bow down to a team and say, you know, like we, you know, the, the Pelicans had a team meeting after the game. Like when you force multiple team meetings after teams, you yeah. you beat teams, that's when, you know, you, you're playing at a high level. Um, the one, um, uh, you know, basically the, the unifying thread through those two games was the dominant play of uh, Julius Randle, um, who continues to play at an incredibly high level. Um, you know, over his last six games, Randle's averaging 29.7 points, uh, four made three-pointers, just 1.8 turnovers, while shooting over 50% from the floor, 40% from the arc, over 90% from the free throw line. Um, you know, not just, you know, not just, putting the ball in the basket, but doing so efficiently, um, yeah. finding open shooters, spraying the ball out to, to open shooters, um, just incredibly efficient and effective on the offensive end. And 
probably more importantly has been his defensive effort intensity and uh you know just effectiveness on, on the defensive end of late put the clamps on Brandon Ingram um the Pelicans leading score yeah. um you know just just really you know held him to 7 to 7 of 19 shooting um and just 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 the the just the the just the verve and the energy and the effort and the just the intensity that he's he has brought to the um to, to the defensive end of the floor has been remarkable um and if he can use that that combination of size and skill to overpower uh, opponents on the offensive end and then dominate them defensively as well, um, that just, you know, that right raises the Knicks ceiling just a little bit high. You know, we've talked about X factors. Would Mitch Rob stay healthy? Um, can can RJ Barrett get back on track? But if RJ, if Julius Randle takes his game to another level defensively, um, that unlocks a different element of, of this Knicks team. And um, the one other thing I'll add from Saturday's game, which was really important, I thought, was, as you mentioned, a, a breakout game from R.J. Barrett. The points were nice, um, but the seven assists, I, I thought, were really good. Yeah. Um, once he gets his – because we know he can get his foot into the paint. Um, that's the one skill um, that's translated, you know, basically since he came into the NBA, uh, can go left, can go right. Um, obviously better going to a strong hand, to his left hand. Um, but a lot of times he'd four shots, look to get fouled, um, and that led to a, not only a low field goal percentage, but frustrated teammates who were standing in the corner wide open, you know, waving their arms. It seems like RJ's doing a little bit better job focusing on on seeing the full floor, um, and and that's benefited the Knicks as well. So, uh, sum it all up, and uh, you know the Knicks are the Knicks are rolling right now, and uh, you know the fact that we talked about these two games, and you know we we haven't even mentioned Jalen Brunson's name yet, um, uh -huh. goes to show you that uh, that this team is playing well, and that they're a good team, they're a deep team, they're a scary team, and they're a team to be taken seriously at the moment. Absolutely. And you mentioned uh, how we talk about X factors and we don't talk about Julius Randle in part because he's almost like the constant. He's the control. Like, you know, pretty much night in and night out where you're going to get from him. And again, that for me to even say those words is kind of crazy to me, given where he was last season. Let me say that I know I'm getting from Julius Randle every night. That was not the case last season. But this season, you, you kind of know, you know, he's going to kind of you know, he's going to answer the bell. You know, he's going to come out strong in the first quarter. And you know he's going to have a pretty good game most nights. I mean, even the nights where he doesn't shoot that great, he finds a way to kind of get his volume numbers. Like, um, he's had a, another phenomenal season. And what I see from this Knicks team is a team that really is becoming a team. Because when you mentioned the fact that we haven't mentioned Jalen Brunson, and he kind of had two of his worst games he's had in a while in a row in these two games. I don't know if maybe the layoff and the all-star break kind of got him out of his rhythm. That's what it looks like to me a little bit. But the fact that they he had those games and the Knicks were still able to find other players to step up when they needed to. So in Washington, it was Julius Randle saying, all right, I will just double my output basically um, and, and just carry the team to this win. I mean, that first half, he was the only reason they were in the game. I mean, he was just – the Knicks looked like they were going to get blown out, and he just dominated the first half. As soon as Kyle Kuzma gave him the little sign, he was like, all right, you know, time to time to get going. And, and he just, just was awesome. And then in this last game, Brunson again, sputtering a little bit, RJ Barrett can pick you up. And that's why I look at this team and I tweeted over the weekend, like this is a dangerous team for those five, those top four teams in the Eastern Conference. This team has multiple bucket getters. This team is physical. Now this team is starting to defend at a high level. You mentioned how they just put the clamps on Brandon Ingram and it was multiple guys. I mean, there were some plays where Quentin Grimes just, he wouldn't let him breathe. Like, I mean, and Brandon Ingram has a big has a big bag in terms of moves, and he's giving him everything. Grimes is all over him. 
Randall's all over him. RJ Barrett's defense improved in the last two games. When they're playing like that, and you got Mitchell Robinson behind you, it's it's, it's gonna be tough sliding for a lot of teams. So the second half defensive performance against the Wizards was a masterclass. Porzingis had a huge first half and then was just invisible the rest of the game. This game, uh, the way they locked up Brandon Ingram didn't get McCollum going. The Knicks are are playing phenomenal basketball, but Julius Randle being that stabilizing piece right now, you just can't say enough about him. We started to talk about we know he's an all-star, and he already was named an all-star this season. We always talk about comparing this season to the 2021 season where he was all NBA second team. In terms the, the the terms and the parameters are a little different regarding how other guys are playing, but I mean, we're looking at another all NBA season from Julius Randle. At this point, it feels like he has to be on that list. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think so. Um, I mean, it's, you can make a really strong case. Um, I thought one stat that, that I stumbled upon over the weekend really highlighted and, and the, the, the turnaround that Randall and the Knicks have had from last season's disappointment to this season exceeding expectations. Um, Randall played 2,544 minutes last season. The Knicks were outscored by 164 points in, in, in that time. This season, he's played 2,221 minutes. The Knicks have outscored their opponents plus 146. Um, that's basically a 300-point turnaround from, from one year to the other. Um a lot of it, you know, obviously um, Jalen Brunson gets a, gets a, a, a you know, is, is a major factor um, in having a, a solid point guard. Um, uh, the other thing to, to keep in mind, um, Randall's playing a lot more minutes with Emmanuel quickly than he did last yeah. year. Those two were rarely on the floor together, um, which is something the Knicks, Knicks fans had called for. Um, we're seeing a lot more of that this season. Um, but the other thing is just Randall, um, his, his, you know, his incredible, um, uh, you know, just, we talked about him coming in prepared physically. Um, and I thought the, the, the really interesting thing is he's mentioned time and time again, um, the mental aspect that his mental approach to the game, uh, how important that's been. And that's something that, um, you know, guys that, you know, that talk about sports for a living, um, you know, maybe don't understand or don't appreciate, or it's, it's hard to express. It's hard to quantify and, you know, shooting percentage and field goal percentage, all that right. other stuff um, is easier to say and point out um but then you have a guy you know that this you know he's, he's talking about it and, and it's clearly uh, made a major impact on the way he's approached the game the way he's handled games um we see him do kind of that mini meditation uh, prior to games that deep breathing yeah. um so yeah major credit to randall for bouncing back um in a way that that most of us didn't assume he could um he deserves a ton of credit for um really you know taking his game to another uh, unexpected level. So kudos to Randall. And this was also the return of Mitchell Robinson in these two games. What did you see from him in his performances in these next wins? 
Yeah, I mean, just the 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 fact that you know, I I think it was plus thirty nine. He's, he's in these last two games, um, yep. some along those lines. Um, you know, he's just the, the team is at its best um, when Mitch Rob is on the floor. As, as you know, Sims was a decent fill in, um, had some good moments, had some bad moments. Hardenstein's played very well with the bench unit, um, and but but the team, you know, is fi- when the team is firing on all cylinders, it has Mitch Rob being able to finish at the rim, control the offensive boards, and protect the paint. Most importantly, um, and that's exactly what we've seen these last two nights um you know really just um kind of the things that you would expect from mitch rob maybe you thought yeah. he might show some rust he hasn't shown any um mm-hmm. six of 11 um uh, 10 of 11 uh, from the field um you expect him to, to make most of his shots um so so definitely and, and as you mentioned um this team is legit. This team is scary. They're the only, you know, they're eighth in the in the in terms of record, the eighth best eighth, eighth best record in the NBA, the seventh best net rating in the NBA. Like this is a full body of work, and especially dating back to that nine-man rotation, um, that Cleveland game, December 4th, first week of December. Only two teams in the league have a better net rating than the than the Knicks. Only four teams have more wins. So um that's a large body of work. Um, and as you mentioned, if I'm one of those top teams, I do not want to see the Knicks in, in April. Yeah, and you mentioned their net rating, uh, offensive rating, their seventh, uh, defensive rating, their fourteenth, and they've they've been climbing. Like this is not like a fluke. Like the Knicks have been playing, especially in the offensive side of the ball, pretty well above average offensive basketball for most of the season, and that's what you kind of saw in these last few games. I mean, they they can get whatever they want in that second half against Washington. Um, Randall obviously carried them in the first. And against New Orleans, I mean, they they just got whatever they wanted offensively. Like, they were getting good shot after good shot. And they seem to just be very comfortable with the offense. They just seem to kind of know where the shots are going to come from. It's rare to me, at least these last few games, where it felt like you saw somebody just force up a terrible one. It was actually, anytime it happened, it stood out so much. Like, Randall took, like, one really bad one in the Pelican. I remember, I'm going, what the hell was that shot? But, like, <laughs> I hadn't said it all game because, like, they were just kind of – it was like a perpetual motion, as, as Clive Frazier would say. I mean, they're, they're really in tune with how, they're, well, how they want to play. They have an identity, which I think is maybe one of the most important things an enemy team has to have. If you want to have success, you got to have something you can hang your hat on, something you're trying to do offensively. And the Knicks seem to know what they want to do offensively. They know they're going through their two top guns and Randall and Brunson. They know RJ's that third score. He's going to try to get into the paint. They know they got a bunch of shooters they're going to try to get the ball to quickly. Grimes, those guys have their roles. And now that everybody's comfortable in their roles and they know what they're trying to do night in and night out, they have a very good chance to win because they got talent. And when I watch the Knicks play, sometimes you just watch a team and you can just see, oh, this is a good team. You know, when you're watching your team, sometimes it's hard to like kind of take yourself out of just like obsessing over every little thing that's happening and what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. Sometimes like I like to just kind of take a step back and just watch, especially that Pelicans game, watching these two teams, the Pelicans didn't have Zion Williamson, but a team with talent, a team with guys that, you know, some Nick fans will clamor for. Like we had someone in our mailbag asking about Brandon Ingram. So these are these, they don't got bums over there. I mean, the people wanted a CJ McCollum last season. So I'm watching these guys get just cooked by, by Randall, by Brunson, by RJ. And I'm like, they have a good team. Like this, this is a good team. The, the, the Pelicans are having major problems guarding them. So it, when you get down to the stretch as the season winds down, a lot to be excited about, but shout out to the whole team and shout out to Mitch Robinson coming back double double in his first two games. Again, no rust came in, made an immediate impact on the glass. I thought his play, his teammates also did a good job looking for him as well. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they kind of knew we need to get him, uh, get him going early. Don't make him kind of get feeling like he's not part of the offense. 
So good job all around uh, by by the Knicks in these two wins. Yeah, especially on Saturday night, and you know, it was obviously the um, they were honoring the seventy three champs, the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. And I just thought the best way to pay homage to that team was to play like that team, and that's kind yeah. of what we saw. You know, unselfish, um, giving up a good shot to get a great shot. You know, just defensively, it was just that. That's kind of what you want to see, and that and that's what we saw. Yeah, and we will talk about that 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 ceremony because it was really awesome. But it was funny. I was a little surprised how much it seemed like the Knicks, and maybe I was, maybe I'm naive. They, like they seem to really care about like yeah. putting on that kind of performance in front of those guys in that game, knowing how special that night was. And because you know, 1973 was 50 years ago, and we're so removed from that, and so many of these players aren't from New York, except for I guess Obi Toppin. A lot of these guys don't have that connection to the Knicks. Um, franchise i kind of didn't know how important this night would be for them and it clearly was so credit to the guys for showing up the way they did and i, I agree i think they definitely did want to embody the spirit of that 73 team and we will talk about that celebration in a little bit 